Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have Kiana, the artist. Kiana, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing out there? Wonderful, wonderful. Cannot complain at all. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show. And so... Just as always, we like to start with our very first question. So just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So it can be things like where you're from, what you do for a living, and then go into how the idea of writing first came to mind. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Kiana, the artist. I am a poet, author, dancer, um, host, Um I started writing at the age of 15 years old through domestic violence, overcoming um, foster care and more. Um, The idea is start writing um, poetry at 15. Um, I had my first book back in 2016. That was my first published book. Um, However, um, start performing at 2010 with my poetry all over. And I'm just me, um, the poet. So that's how I begin. Lovely. And tell our listeners um, a little bit about your most recent book, such as the title and what it's about. Yes, my recent book is Her Name is Journey. It's a little girl that overcomes struggles, fears, and self-esteem in herself. Um, we live in a day and time. Um, little girls are being um, bullied uh, for their skin color, bullied for their hair, um, bullied the way they talk, bullied for their clothes. So the book is actually overcome for little girls for self-esteem. Um, it is nationwide now in Georgia libraries. Um, I'm an indie author as well as of 2023. So, yes. Um, that's where the last book that I have right now. Nice, nice. And so a lot of our listeners um, who do reach out after listening to our episodes, they're people who are aspiring authors. And so they may have some things going on in their lives. And so they listen to this podcast because they look up to people like yourself who have completed and uh, eventually published a book. So Tell our listeners what were some struggles you had coming up with the concept of the book. Well, the concept of the book, um, like the last one, um, it really was, it was a little bit as a struggle because I wrote the poem. Um, I made it as an adult, but I actually made the poem as a child. Um, so the last book that I made was, um, I looked at myself when I was younger. Um, I was bullied when I was younger, you know, I uh, was overweight, um, didn't have self-esteem because, you know, I came from the background of foster care and so much, you know, in desires of families, homes and abuse and everything. So when I done the last book, um, actually all my books, I it took me little by little because, you know, you're sitting down with the audience, you know, who is your audience? How do you get started? Um, who are you writing to? So my main focus was um, women. And then my other focus was children, because even though I didn't have a childhood life, I had mostly um, grew up and say, OK, 
I made imagination and say, hey, I didn't have a childhood life, but I know in myself, I love children. I love inspiring children. I, I'm inspiring teenagers, you know, um, to say, hey, you can be whatever you want to be. You know, just believe in yourself. I really love that. And I loved how you took the struggles of your life and you turned it into words that can help others that may be going through the same things or the same type of struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, And for a lot of our, our other authors out there, they have said that writing is therapy Mm -hmm. for them. Would you say that Mm -hmm. was the same for you? Yes, it was a struggle because um, as in as in trying to, you know, learn your audience, learn who you are. Um, So I went back to my childhood as a foster care. And when I went to foster care, a father of my own um, through most children, you know, dealt with molestation um, deal with, you know, coming from a broken home. And so I had to take myself out of my feet and put myself into children's shoes and teenagers and adults and say, Hey, you know, this is how some people grew up or some, this is how people been withdraw or they're hurt. And then it's like, some people do the opposite. You know, I'll hurt you first before you hurt me, you know? And so that's what time we're living in now. You know, some people, they want to love, but they don't know how to love. Or, you know, they want to express themselves as in I want to have a friend or they go to work and, you know, they don't know how to work because they so withdraw. And so that's what they give everybody. I give you withdrawal or I give you, I push you away because this is how I felt because I had childhood trauma. So that's basically I'm putting more because a lot of people do have a lot of childhood trauma, you know, so they reflect it on you or they reflect it on people and say, hey, you know, I had childhood trauma. So I'm going to twist it and say, hey, I'll get you first before you get me, you know. And that's an interesting way of looking at it, because normally people just um, think, see people who act a certain way and think that they're just crazy or they are put a whole bunch of labels, right? You know, POS yeah. or they're, uh, they're, uh, uh, you know, something, something's wrong with them. You know, I don't know what's wrong with them, but stay away from them. And you don't, you don't really take time. I'd say 99% of people don't take the time to actually wonder, well, you know, what's going on with so-and-so or if so-and-so was fine. Right. And then one particular day they're triggered, you know, yeah. what happened? You know, what's, mm-hmm. hey, what's going on? Instead of talking to so-and-so, they just cut, cut him or her off. So uh, that's a, you know, very, very good point to bring up. During your writings, um, did did your past experiences, past traumatic experiences get in the way of your writing? Did that ever, like, stop you, have you, force you to take a break or anything? Um, Every year, like, in every, like, at in each year I take a break, probably like two months break. But uh, no, I never got in fear of it. It was more helping me. It's like when I went to therapy when I was younger and I sat in a chair 
And, you know, sometimes, like you said, you go through childhood trauma. So I didn't know I had childhood trauma. So when I sat in a chair and I told the, the, the therapy, I said, well, you know, my family took me into uh, different situations. They put me in different schools and, you know, they kept telling the doctor, you know, something wrong with them. And it was trying to get money off of me as a child because, you know, the system, you know, if we just take it through the system, we'll say something wrong with her. So when I went to therapy and I said, um, excuse me, but I think something wrong with me. You know, I asked the lady that and she said, there's nothing wrong with you. And I said, what's wrong? She said, you have a lot of childhood trauma. And so when I really went down into myself and I said, okay. And so when I overcame and broke the cycles and broke the generation curse, I, I'm out here, I'm loving, I'm kind, I'm open. And, you know, so when I meet other people, they're closed, they're, you know, it's like they, they flip the script, you know, well, we'll play a game behind your back or we'll do this. We'll get you before you get me, but then they hurt themselves because they created the mess. And so now they feel guilty, they're sad, they're mad because they put it out there. So in their cells, they never went to go get help. And then two, they feel guilty for themselves because they're still walking around this childhood trauma. You know, trying to use chemicals like drugs or alcohol and they cover up the pain like, okay, I'm gonna cover it up. And it's, it's, it's not, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be, you know. And sometimes it's hard, you know, but people got to understand you can't make it seem like it's the person when the person never done that, you know, so. Right. And um, when you first when you release some of your maybe your first work, first or second works, did you get any backlash or any type of criticism from any family members or friends when talking about these sensitive topics? Yes, I, I do, because it's it's like, you know, it's like you're like you saying you're pointing a finger at them and say, oh, you you you've done this to me or, you know, they point the finger at me like you're exposing me. No, I can't expose you because this is my purpose. You know, I broke the generation curse. So once I break it, either you get in and get help or you get in and tell your story. So in myself, I say, hey, you know, I have more projects that's coming out soon. So in myself, Oh yeah, I've been triggered, I've been blocked, I've been all type of stuff. Especially my new project I did last year, the secret family tree. Oh yeah, I've been targeted so much for that. And I have a writing class. I haven't got the book out. It'll be out soon. But I've been doing a writing class. And I have more people in my writing class sitting in my class every month sitting down saying, I didn't know I had these issues or I didn't know I had these problems until they wrote it. I had one um, person last week sent me a, a poem 
And when I read that poem, I felt her pain. And it was more suicidal because this is how she was feeling in her family, you know? And I said, okay, come in my writing class. And she comes every time more people come to. But yeah, I really get more target because the people are more mad at me for doing God's work. So they can't get mad at him because he told me to do it. You know, Someone out there is going to be healed. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, I think a, a lot of authors, you know, if you come into it saying that my story is not for everybody, like yes. that's, that's, that's how you're going to keep on going. And that's honestly in any profession. And of course, as yeah. you know, being an author is also in line with being an entrepreneur, right? And yes. so that's the biggest thing about working for yourself and doing mm-hmm. things that make income for yourself is you have to be okay with the fact that people are not going to, uh, they're not, they're not going to like your work. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly, perfectly fun. On our last yeah. podcast, um, author for, I believe that was Harrison. He was saying how someone told him flat out that I hated, right. Or something in those lines that they literally hated what he wrote. And Mm -hmm. sometimes people, you know, you'll talk to 10 people and nine people can say they love it, but that one person who said they hated it, it just completely discourages them entirely. What's your your feedback on that? To me, as a poet, I learned that when I was younger. And when I had my coach, um, rest in peace, he's, he's, he's gone, he's my coach. And he told me this, he said, you want to be in a group of room with people as a poet. You got 50 on one side, 50 on the other. 50 on one side going to like you. The other 50 is not going to like you, but you're not going to stop. So if you stop, that means the 50 on the other side needed you the most before the other ones on the side needed you the best. So you can't stop for the people that really need you but you can walk away from the ones who don't need you. So that keep that in my head every time if I'm on a podcast, if I'm doing a show or anything. Because in myself, I didn't make this platform. This was my purpose. So the purpose is going to grow. Yeah, I have, I have people tell me, I showed them my book. They was like, oh, you're never, you would never be an author. So I have five stars on three of my books so far. My books is in London. My stuff, I have a poem in London in a magazine. So in myself, if people don't appreciate it, that means they didn't appreciate themselves. Mm. But I kept that in the back of my head. You got 50 on one and 50 of the other. But I can't stop. Because the other 50 might need me. Just like the children. Some parents, you have the group, you have a coach. Some parents don't want you with your kids. But at the same time, some going to coach your kids, some not. But there's only one coach that's going to inspire that kid. I had one teacher, high school teacher, and she still calls me to today. That's how I started doing poetry in high school. And she had that poem. She said, I want you to do this poem. 
And in this poem, you got to do it for a whole grade. That was the first time I ever done poetry. And I had stage fright. He said, I want you to do this poem. So when you do this poem, you got to say this poem for a grade. I stood up there and I messed up the first time. And she said, you got to come back. And I said, for what? You got to come back and you got to take it to the whole school again because you got to get your grade. So I did it for the grade. So when I done it, I learned in myself, I can be what God made me be. So you're going to have good, you're going to have bad. But the ones that love you is going to shower them. They're going to honor it. They're going to bless you. They're going to do everything they see you do. But yeah, my coach told me that. You got 50 on one and 50 on the other. But you can't stop for the other 50. When I learned that last year through COVID, I was with a contract. Working with teenagers is called suicide. It's in Arizona. They put a program together helping teenagers to stay out of suicide. Now, if I stopped right now, the people I was helping, I didn't know who I was going to help that day through that suicide. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love what your what your coach said about, you know, you can't. Yeah. What your coach said about, you know, you can't stop just because of 50 people mm-hmm. are saying they they don't like it. You got to keep mm-hmm. going, even if it's one person saying that they do like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that being said, we have a lot of listeners who look up to people like you who are an author mm-hmm. and they want to do the same. They want to be an author. So what's some advice that you have for someone who doesn't know where to begin, but wants to be an author? The first thing I'll say is first, sit down, meditate, get you a pen and paper, write your story as is, is you of that story. Two, what audience that you want to bring. It can be a child, it can be a teenager, it can be all type of people. So me, when I started out with one book, it was just a daily devotion book. And I said, okay, I'm gonna stop. I said, no, you're not gonna stop. So I wrote the second book, the third book, the fourth book, and I end up doing a children's book, the series of the journey. And when I started doing the series of the journey, that was back with COVID. Um, when everybody was going on a journey, so the little kids is going on a journey as well. So I have the the journey love, I have the journey ABC, then I got her name is Journey. So when I started putting a series together, it looked at me as in y'all going on a journey, but in a different way. The children going on a journey because in themselves, you know, they're here. They don't, they don't know. They know, but then they don't know because they like, okay, we're just a kid. We're trying to understand why we're here, what we're doing. You know, I have my mother, I have my father. You know, so for people who starting out, just clear your mind. It don't have to be five pages. It could be one page, and then you go from there. And once you go from there, you're just like, hey, you know, I got it, you know. And so I'm still writing books. 
you know, I don't know when I'm going to stop. You know, I might be like Maya Angelou has away and I did my last book, you know, but it, it inspires to um, be who you are. You know, don't let no one change you. And if they change you, that means they didn't change themselves first. Uh, don't beat yourself up in the midst of how you do in your book, because someone needs to hear your story. And that's one of my poems I had about everybody has a voice and we all have a voice and someone needs to hear the voice. My voice might not be their voice, but I know someone has a voice. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Wonderful advice. And listen, thank you. Thank you so much for being uh, on the show. Uh, and Payson is saying thank you as well. He's over here talking a whole bunch. I think he was trying to have a conversation with you while you were talking. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, Kiana, the artist, thank you so much. Can you please let our listeners know where they can find your books and then where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on all social media, Kiana the Artist. It is K-E-Y-A-N-A-T-H-E-A-R-T-S-T. All my books is on Amazon. Um, so when you key in my name, it's all over. Um, so all my social media is Kiana the Artist. And if you want to shoot me an email... Um, Kiana Posey, so it's K-E-Y-A-N-A zero at gmail.com. Uh, yes. So follow me on social media, Kiana the Artist. Okay, wonderful. Again, thank thank you so much. And listeners, I really hope that you take a lot of uh key takeaways from from this podcast. Kiana, the artist, has been very, very helpful with being, you know, staying motivated, dealing with your traumas, being okay with talking to somebody if you're going through that, and just know that you can easily be an artist as well. Uh, now, we're not just an artist, but an author. Whatever, whatever, whatever your focus is, right? Don't let that don't let those negative people and, and those individuals who are trying to get you down and stop you from doing what you're so, what you're meant to do, right? Just because they have their own weakness, because they're reflecting their weakness upon you. So wonderful, wonderful advice. This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.